Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Aaron Rodgers' brother's house, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Happy Thanksgiving, it is, it is a crazy Jenna. How are you? There, jeez Louise. Yeah, not, was... not, probably not the place you want to be for Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers is there. <laughs> no, I guess he I'll and Danica will be elsewhere. But uh, you know, anyway, what a tough life. What a tough life. So <laughs> it is. Oh, but uh, speaking of. Uh, not so tough life, so your Dallas Cowboys starting to look good all of a sudden. They have a key matchup, uh, Thanksgiving Day matchup tomorrow with Washington, and if they win that, then uh, things are looking pretty good for them, as bad as the Eagles have been this season and all, so uh, things are looking up for your Cowboys. Maybe. I'm I'm still very worried. I'm very worried about this whole thing. (laughs) Everything's lining up so well for them, though. I mean, with Chase... Exactly, you've got to wait for the other shoe to drop. Colt it's never McCoy. this easy. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the football gods are, are smiling on them after however many years it's been. But uh, anyway, so well, that is one of many things we'll get into today. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have some disagreement. I'm, I know for sure there are going to be some disagreements because I know you're not on board with all these picks. So we have plenty of good stuff coming for you. You can find us all week long, or if you want to have your voice heard, you just miss us. You have a line of questions, anything you need. Find us all week long. We are on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're at FantasyFootballSherpa.com as well, which you should already know. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, we are here with you for a full hour as we are every Wednesday night. If you're listening to the show after the fact, well, you're welcome. We're hopefully helping you on your commute for Thanksgiving, but uh, we've got we've got everything from game predictions, news and notes, injuries, waiver wire suggestions, who to start, who to sit, and daily fantasy Astrology picks. So reading. anything you want, we're a one-stop shop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. You know, can't ask for too much more. We'll take it. But I guess we should get the uh, the always fun portion of the evening over first. In this time, you could probably make an entire Thanksgiving dinner, so have at it. Uh, but injuries, it was a tough week to be a quarterback. Um, Alex Smith, in probably the most publicized injury of the week, broke both bones in his legs, uh, suffered compound fracture, spiral fracture, broke his tibia and fibia, and did it in gruesome fashion, 33 years to the day, with the same score on the scoreboard and Joe Seisman in the stadium as when it happened to Joe Seisman. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe the Redskins are cursed, and maybe it's by Native American But unlike Joe Seisman, he's going to walk away with $71 million in guaranteed money. Yeah, that cap hit's going to be nice. And somebody asked me since I work in the I work in the D.C. area, they're like, so guaranteed money, is that for real? I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's a real thing. You're paying him. <laughs> So, uh, yep. you know, the only quarterback on the roster until, cheap court contract. Yeah, so uh, Colt McCoy's the man. He was literally the last quarterback standing after this week. And as a Thanksgiving gift to all of us, the Redskins have signed Mark Sanchez to back him up, which means Mr. we're going to see fumble. the butt fumble replayed 400 times tomorrow. So you're welcome, America. Well, hopefully he'll Mark get Sanchez. into the game and it'll happen. You know, you never know. I I personally am very worried about Colt McCoy in Dallas, but we'll get there. Uh, another quarterback who is dealing with some injuries is Mitchell Trubisky, who it looks like uh, the shoulder injury is likely going to keep him out of the game tomorrow with the Lions. They're calling him doubtful, but it doesn't look good. So Chase Daniel, come on down. You're the next contestant on the Chicago Bears quarterback uh, carousel. Um, but for what that's worth, probably still still a decent start. Uh, Lions running back, Mark carry Sanchez on Johnson. Is probably is- wishing he were still there. 
Yeah, right. Carryon Johnson is not going to play tomorrow for the Lions at running back, and neither is wide receiver Marvin Jones. They're both dealing with knee injuries. Uh, Bruce Ellington is dealing with a back injury in Detroit as well. He is listed as questionable. It looks like he probably should play, but for what it's worth, I'm not sure if you need to be starting Bruce Ellington. In Washington, Chris Thompson not going to play tomorrow with that rib injury. Um, and Sabaje P. Ryan is dealing with a calf injury. He's questionable. Jamison Crowder is still dealing with that ever-present ankle injury. He's questionable, not practicing, but they're they're hopeful he's going to play. So it seems like he's on track. <clears throat> In Dallas, wide receiver Tavon Austin is not going to play with a groin injury. And tight end Jeff Swaim had wrist surgery this week. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. They're hoping to get him back before the season's done, but who knows. In Buffalo, tight end Charles Clay, who we talk about every week, still not practicing with a hamstring injury. It changes weekly, but this week it's a hamstring. Out in Philadelphia, Darren Sproles still battling with that hamstring injury. Uh, he's still not practicing. Not sure this is the week he gets on the field, but, you know, one of these days he's going to. In Cleveland, tight end uh, David Njoku was limited to practice with a knee injury. That's going to be a little touch and go. A.J. Green d- did uh, – you know, try to stay positive this week with his toe injury. He's hoping to try to practice by the end of the week and hoping to therefore play. I would have a plan B. It looks like it's a bit of a long shot. Yeah, in uh, in New York, uh, just quarterback Sam Darnold still not practicing. Uh, it looks like it could be the Josh McCown show again this week. Wide receivers Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua both dealing with ankle injuries. Anderson's not practicing. Anunua is limited. So if you're picking one, go with Quincy Anunua. Cam Newton is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited to practice. He's going to play. It's more resting, uh, trying to limit his reps than anything else. Devin Funches, however, dealing with that foot injury. He's not practicing at all, so I'd keep an eye on that. But it does look like Caroline is going to get Torrey Smith back from his knee injury this week, so they're going to get a little bit healthier. Also returning this week is Ryan Tannehill for the Dolphins, barring some kind of setback over the next few days, but it looks like he's going to be the guy. So the Brock Weiler experience you know, maybe it was not as short-lived as we all thought it would be, but it looks like it has come to an end. Uh, Kenyon Drake is dealing with a shoulder injury and was limited at practice there as well as Devontae Parker and Denny Amendola, both dealing uh, with injuries, shoulders and hamstrings respectively, were limited at practice. They both seem like they're on track to play. On Sunday, tight end Jimmy Graham broke his thumb uh, for the Packers. He's also dealing with a knee injury. He's not practicing. He says he's going to try to play. Nobody seems to really want to confirm that, but he wants to play. So I'd have a plan B. It's a little tough to catch football with a broken thumb, but, you know, if anyone can do it, Jimmy Graham probably can. Randall Cobb, however, is back at practice with that hamstring injury. Uh, He's missed some time. He's limited. He's on track to play. So that looks good. Adam Thielen also is limited to practice with what they're calling a lower back and calf injury. Um, he's planning to play. Again, it was just more of a, a maintenance day for him. Marcus Mariota dealing with another injury to the same elbow. That would be his throwing elbow, ladies and gentlemen. He did not finish the game this week. We were all treated to you know, the lovely backup quarterback carousel quite a bit this week, but Mariota wanted to play the rest of the game. He said he was fine to go back in. Coaches decided that was not the case, so not sure if he's going to get the start this week or not. It looks like he's going to try to talk his way on the field. I don't know if they're going to let him. And out in Oakland, Brandon LaFell tore his Achilles tendon, making a great catch. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't turn out so great for him. The Raiders are down to basically no wide receivers on their roster and very few healthy ones. So it's a tough time to be in Oakland for a whole bunch of reasons, but... You know, when you have Derek Carr making uh, Thanos jokes at your press conference, I guess somebody's got a sense of humor. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We've survived the injury report. And while you were reading the injury report, I ate a whole head of romaine lettuce, was taken well, to the luck. emergency you're, room, had my you're gonna be on the injury report removed, shortly. and I'm back. <laughs> no, I'm back. I'm already recovered from the injury already report. Already healed. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get ready. But uh, in the meantime, okay. how about some waiver wire picks? You got since certainly there are some holes to fill. Who do you think they should fill yeah. in that Sherpa? Well, let's start off at running back. Um, number one at top of my list, and again, just realize that we're late in the season. There are not many teams on by this week. Uh, actually, only two. Um, Kansas Worth City noting, yes, two teams on by. You got Kansas City and the Rams after that phenomenal game. Taking a week off. Yeah, 
yeah, um, the sports books apparently got creamed on the uh, over-under for that. But uh, if I had to pick up one guy this week, the one guy that I'm really interested in is undrafted free agent running back Gus Edwards with the Ravens, who stepped in pretty nicely and yeah. and and he helped did. Lamar Jackson shoulder the load. And uh, unlike Alex Collins, he didn't fumble the ball at all. So yeah, he might be yeah. in line for more work this weekend, and they've got a very favorable matchup, as we'll get to. Uh, next up on my list of running backs would be Josh Adams, Theo Riddick mm-hmm. with Kerryon Johnson's uh, injury. Uh, Javorius Allen might also benefit from you know, Alex Collins' uh, seemingly diminished role. Wendell Smallwood, Frank Gore, Naeem Hines, Corey Clement, Alfred Morris, and LeGarrette Blunt. So those are it's a rather long list, and it's definitely more I might actually throw Elijah Maguire on that list out in New York. I know they're coming off of bye weeks. We didn't see him last week, but yeah, it looks like it looks like he's getting a little bit of a, a workload there. Yeah, that's that's true. I'll I'll add him to the list. I wasn't particularly thrilled about the uh, matchup this week, but uh, no, it's it's not great. But it is slim pickings out there. The case for him, so. All right, um, why don't we move on to wide receiver then? And sure. a couple of uh, guys that we've um, been talking about ad nauseum the last few weeks uh, are on the list still, Chris Goodwin and uh, Chris Godwin and uh, Taylor Gabriel, mm-hmm. but some other names to consider. DJ Moore, who's uh, had a couple of nice games in a row with Carolina, Mohamed yeah. Sanu, uh, Danny Amendola off a of bye week, uh, Kiki Kute apparently healthy again. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, who mentioned uh, Cole Beasley and John Ross uh, rounding out my list. Uh, any others you want to add? No, I'm on, I'm on board with those. Okay. So yeah. moving on to moving on to quarterbacks, then uh, I have your buddy Dak Prescott at the top of my list this week. Uh, Jameis Winston second. Uh, Nick Mullins, Eli Manning. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and if you're really scraping bottom, Blake Bortles, Colt McCoy, and Chase Daniel. I, I'm really liking Chase Daniel this week. I think historically, if you go back and listen to nine years of this show, you'll know this is not a new development. But uh, I definitely I, – I have him higher on my list than you do, but that's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. This is I just my waiver wire with. list, but still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But – Maybe yeah, I, I could see. I mean, yeah, he knows the you know the Bears' offense from his time yeah. with uh, Nagy together in uh, Kansas City. But uh, again, he didn't mm-hmm. really see the field all that much in Kansas City either. All the so more time we'll to, to study. See whether the the trans, whether the practice field reps uh, with the scout team uh, translate into uh, starting quarterback success, but we'll see. And yeah. then finally, moving on to tight end uh, pickings are really slim here but um, one guy I do want to um, highlight is Cameron Brait mm-hmm. with uh, Tampa Bay yep. yeah. um, he's the kind of the undisputed tight end this week with uh, O.J. Howard injured and likely out Ricky Seals-Jones with Arizona, C.J. Uzama with Bengals Jesse James, Vernon Davis Chris Herndon and Jonu Smith, if you're really getting desperate. But uh, Cameron Braid, I think, really stands out from the rest of the guys on that list. But uh, what do you think? Or who would yeah, you add to Cameron that Braid, list? far and away at the top of my list. I also have Jeff Hurman on mine. Um, I know last week wasn't great, um, but I'm I'm still I'm still in on him. I think he's got a, a decent stretch of games coming up um, where he can be a better option for you. So I'd I'd throw him on the list. And maybe Lance Kendricks out in Green Bay if Jimmy Graham can't go. I know he's going to try to play through it, but eh, we'll see. Okay. So let's uh, move on to individual, uh, our our top ten and, and uh, avoid lists for this week. Um, let's do it. How about uh, running running back? Uh, who Who are your top options for this week? For me, I've got Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Um, It should be interesting on Thursday night. Uh, Saquon Barkley, number two. Ezekiel Elliott, maybe a bit of a homer pick here at three. Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, 
James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, James White, and I've got Mark Ingram and Nick Chubb just outside my top ten. All right, uh, let's look a little different, but a fair amount of overlap. I also have Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Melvin Gordon, second. Marlon Mack, third. Dalvin Cook, fourth. Ezekiel Elliott, fifth. Jordan Howard, sixth. James Conner, seventh. Lamar Miller, eighth. Joe Mixon, ninth. Christian McCaffrey, ten. Then honorable mention to Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Josh Adams, and James White. Much beef there. Um, my void list. I, I don't want any part of the Packers running game right now. I just don't know who's gonna gonna be doing what. Uh, Wendell Smallwood's on my list as well as uh, Alex Collins, Legarrette Blunt. I I'm just not sold out in Detroit. Rashad Penny and Mike Davis. Again, I don't know if this tandem is gonna do that huge against Carolina. I don't love the matchup here. Um, Austin Eckler, Buck Allen, Chris Ivory. Just, meh. I'm just not that hyped about a lot of the running backs this week. Okay, for me, David Johnson's at the top of my list for this Ooh, week. Ouch. Uh, okay. LaShawn McCoy on my list. Adrian Peterson on the avoid list. The really? Deion Lewis, Derek Henry tandem. The Nick Chubb, uh, Duke Johnson tandem. So apparently we see that game a little bit differently. Uh, Doug well, we Martin, do. who's injured out in Oakland. <laughs> And Isaiah Crowell and Elijah McGuire in uh, New York. Okay. Well, this will be interesting. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Another right. good week of predictions. Well, <laughs> Let's draw. Another great week. Um, wide receiver-wise, um, Michael Thomas at the top of my list. Mike yep. Evans recommended. DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> T.Y. Hilton. Adam Thielen. Mari Cooper, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Brown rounding out my top ten. Then some honorable okay. mentions. We- I'll mention uh, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Michael Crabtree, Alshon Jeffrey, and Golden Tate as others whose matchups I like a lot. We've got a couple of overlaps there. Uh, Michael Thomas, definitely at the top of my list as well. Adam Thielen, uh, close second. I've got Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham Jr. rounding out my top five. Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, and Keenan Allen with T.Y. Hilton and Juju Smith-Schuster just outside the top ten. All right, my avoid list is uh, rather lengthy this week, so I'll just try to keep it at ten names. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> at the top of my list, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, uh, Robbie Anderson, Jordy Nelson, Christian Kirk, Jamison Crowder, Antonio Callaway, Quincy Anunwa, and Calvin Benjamin rounding out my uh, tend to avoid list. And some okay, we've got too, some overlap. It's um, honorable yeah, mentions. Quincy Anunwa is definitely on mine, uh, as well as Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk. Cole Beasley, uh, Adam Humphreys, a little little worried about Tampa Bay here. Nelson Aguilar, um, Michael Crabtree, and John Brown. I think that uh, that Willie Sneed is probably going to be the guy in Baltimore, so everybody else I'm sort of leaving behind. Demarius Thomas, I'm still – I used a ghost last week. I don't see a ton of improvement here, not enough for me to put him in my lineup. Uh, so, for me, those are the guys I'm looking to avoid. Okay, and – Moving on to quarterbacks, then top of my list um, this week would be Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Case Keenum, and uh, here's a pick for you, Nick Mullins rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention to Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, and Lamar Jackson. I'm into this. I'm super into this because I thought I was going to get ridiculed for it. Um, I've got Nick Bowens at number 10 on my list. I, Dak Prescott didn't even make my top 10. He's very close. But uh, I've got Drew Brees at the top, followed by Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, old Nick Mullins. I got, uh, unfortunately, Mitchell Trubisky originally was on my list, no longer. Um, but I have uh, – I've got Dak Prescott just outside my top ten, as well as Chase Daniel, I think, is going to do a lot better than other people do. But that's all right. 
And I didn't hear Jameis Winston on your list either. You sure didn't. <laughs> he's, uh, he's in that nice. I think there might be some lingering resentment there. I just I'm on Team Socrates, the, and I you know it's the inevitable <laughs> benching. This is not a new development. <laughs> certainly not. Um, you'll be shocked to know Jameis Winston actually on my avoid list. Okay, I, I can't wait. Um, for my avoid list, I have Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, or uh, Josh McCown, whoever starts there, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. So apparently it's a bad week to be named Josh. It is a tough week to be a Josh. At least by my list. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Colt McCoy, and Chase Daniel are also on my avoid list. Chase Daniel and Colt McCoy are not on mine. Uh, rest, we do have a lot of overlap. I, I would, however, substitute the aforementioned Jameis Winston and Matthew Stafford. A little worried about him. Okay. Um, tight ends, who do you like this week? Well, Zach Ertz, you've forsaken a lot of us in the world of fantasy last week. I think you're going to bounce back against the Giants. Uh, I have him at the top of my list. Greg Olson, back from the dead. I think he's going to do some work against Seattle uh, for Carolina this week. George Kittle, quintessential in my top three. Austin Hooper, Jack Doyle, Trey Burton. I've got Rob Gronkowski at seven, of course, hoping he plays. He's allegedly going to. Jared Cook, Jordan Reed, and Vance McDonald rounding out my top ten. And then Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram. I wanted to squeeze in there, but just, just not enough spots. Okay, for me, I've got Zacharitz at the top of my list, too. I have George Kittle even higher than you do, up at number two. Kyle Love Rudolph, it. three. Cameron Brait, four. Greg Olson, five. Rob Gronkowski, six. The uh, Either Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle, take your pick at seven. Trey Burton, eight. Austin Hooper, nine. And Ryan Griffin, ten, with Antonio Gates, just outside okay. my top ten. Okay. Um, I'm I'm looking to avoid a couple of guys this week. Uh, ben Watson, Eric Ebron, obviously I, I threw my lot in. Uh, but uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jeff Herman, who, yes, a good waiver wire pickup, maybe not the best matchup here. Um, Nick Vanant, Chris Herndon, Jonu Smith, it just C.J. Uzma. It, it, I just am not excited about it. For me, the avoid risk, I have a list. I have avoid risk. Speaking of, uh, um, I have Jordan Reed at the top of my list, Jared Cook, Charles Clay, David Njoku, Ricky Seals-Jones, Chris Herndon, and Jonu Smith on my avoid list. Okay. All right. So we see, we certainly see the position a little differently. That's okay. Yes, we do. And <laughs> That's as far pretty as normal defense, for us. which is always a great leading indicator of how we see the game, for me, yep. I, I couldn't come up with 10, but I did come up with 7, so I'll hit you with my list. Okay. The Ravens, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Patriots, and the Jaguars uh, are the, my top seven for this week. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this. Um, I, I had the Bears at the top of my list, followed by the Ravens, uh, the Bills, and the Jaguars. Obviously, it's not going to be a real high-scoring game. The Chargers, Cowboys, uh, the Texans, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Vikings were my top ten. All right. So I agreed with uh, six of your ten. It's not bad. Yeah, it was and actually pretty for, good for us. And then for the defenses you want to avoid this week, I have Atlanta at the top of my list, San mm-hmm. Francisco, Tampa Bay, Oakland, the Giants, the Jets, Arizona, Miami, Green Bay, and Tennessee. So basically, if you play on either yeah, coast, if you're in the yeah, I don't, I don't Bay really area have much beef with that area, list. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of hard to argue that. So, alrighty then. So, shall we dive into the games? Given that we've got an almost full slate uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I just those six sixteen bye weeks kill me. I just can't. I just can't do it. Although, but there are quite are, a few are, uh, guys. Will be missing this week uh, because of the buys. I mean, it's only two teams, but uh, definitely yeah. some quality guys at uh, each well, position yeah. there. Well, was a we uh, we got three Thursday games, so that's night. always nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. They they did their scoring. And, they've got two. You got two weeks of points out of them last week, so don't be greedy. But not the running backs, which surprised me. I thought Todd Gurley and Kareem Hunt were going to go nuts in that game, and neither so one. So did I. I mean, yeah, they did okay, but you know, I I know personally I lost one matchup by three points because yeah, oh. Kareem Hunt was pretty much a non-factor in the last uh, twenty minutes of that game. Yeah, but I mean, I just be that, as that was may. wild. That was absolutely insanity. So, the game itself was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you know, forgetting my fantasy it was. interest, that was just a lot of fun. So, anyway, um, as you mentioned, three Thursday Thanksgiving games. So let's start with the first one, and that would be the Lions hosting their traditional Thanksgiving Day game. They've got the Bears in town. Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said this would be a blowout in the Bears' favor. Now with Mitchell. Trubisky not there and Chase Daniel in, not so sure. I'm still going to go with the Bears, though, on the strength of their running game and thinking Chase Daniel will be able to get just enough done in the passing game to keep Detroit's defense honest. So I'm going to go with Chicago by a field goal in a close game. Final score, Chicago 27, Detroit 24, and what I expect is going to be the closest of the three Thanksgiving Day games. Um, well, we see it very similarly. I've got Chicago winning 27-23. I think Chase Daniels is going to come in and be more than adequate. I think the Chicago defense is really what wins in this game. Yes, our run game's good, but have you seen Khalil Mack in that defense? <laughs> Just Matt yeah, Stafford has good, is, uh, the he's struggled too. at times this season. Um, we've seen a couple of uh, real tough matchups for him, and He's not thrived against some of the better defenses and even not so great defenses. I'm looking at you, New York Jets. Um, so I'm I'm more worried that Matt Stafford is going to struggle with the defense than Chicago's offense will be lighting the world on fire. But I think Chase Daniel will come in and, and be a lot better than people think he is. Okay, next up we've got uh, the Cowboys hosting their traditional Thanksgiving Day game. They've got the Redskins in town, Colt McCoy, leading the way now that Alex Smith is done for the year and quite possibly for much longer than that, uh, if not his career, but hopefully not. But anyway, yeah. as for this game, I, I I have a lot less confidence in Colt McCoy. I know he's you know, played his college ball at Texas and succeeded Vince Young, blah, blah, blah. But I really think the Cowboys are going to win this one pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of uh, Dallas 27, Washington 17. My prediction is by the middle of the fourth quarter, both Dak Prescott and uh, Ezekiel Elliott will be on the sidelines wearing uh, baseball caps. Well, I would love to be the how that goes. I'm just not nearly as confident in the Cowboys as you are. Um, I I still remember, you know, Colt McCoy, I believe his last win as a starter was coming into Dallas, into Jerry's world, uh, and, and beating the Cowboys at home. Uh, and, Four years yeah, he's ago. Played a lot of, he played a lot of big games in Texas. He's familiar with the turf. This is these are his people. I I think Colt McCoy has the ability to win this game. I'm not saying he's going to. I think that there's still a lot of question marks in Washington, but I think Dallas wins this in a close one, 24-21. I'm concerned about this game. Legitimately concerned about this game. Well, I mean, as a Cowboy fan, I'm sure you're paranoid about uh we stay paranoid. That's just, just our as, default setting as Cowboys fans. <laughs> I'm just kind of naturally pessimistic about the Giants, although not the last Every, couple of weeks. Which everyone is, is always out well, to get us. It's not yes, paranoia. Usually yeah, it's I not just, warranted, but this week you just might be right. I'm worried. I'm worried. The Cowboys are they are banged up. The defense is not the healthiest. I mean, Taco Charlton's not playing. No Sean Lee. And Tavon Austin's not out there. I'm loving having Amari Cooper on board. Big into that. I just, I would be very happy if the Cowboys won, but I would not be shocked if they lost. I'll be shocked if they lose. That'll make one of us. I mean, I'll be happy <laughs> if that happens, but I'll be shocked. Happily yeah. shocked, I guess. <laughs> and like the mice in the laboratory experiments. So <laughs> let's go on to the evening game then. Uh, usually, I, I forget how many years ago, it's probably uh, seven or eight years ago now that the NFL added uh, a third. I, our um, show has been around longer than the third Thursday night game has. 
I think so. The first one I remember was yeah. a number of years ago. I think it was the Tim Tebow and the Broncos, you know, you know crushing the Giants. I, I want to well, say that was the that. first of the third Thursday night games, but um, I wouldn't swear to it. But anyway, like I said, that was a number of years ago. And this this year, though, looks at least on paper to be a better matchup, but uh, we've got Atlanta going to New Orleans and New Orleans to me right now is the best team in the NFL. And that doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. You want to be the best team after uh, week 19 or 20, not necessarily after week 11. But right now, uh, the Saints, in my mind, have the best balance team. Uh, you can certainly argue that the Rams and the Chiefs are, could match them stride for stride as far as offenses go. But I think uh, if you look at it objectively, the neither one of those two teams can stop a high-powered offense. I, I think the Saints and even the Steelers a little bit more capable, even the Chargers a little bit more capable of pulling that off. But um, I'm going to go with the Saints to win this one fairly easily. I'll say Saints win this 37-24. Okay. All right. Um, I have the Saints winning 38-30. I think Atlanta's going to show up a little bit more. Um, but I – this Saints team, I just I feel like they really are, even after that Monday night game, I still think they're on par with the Chiefs and the Rams. I think those three are, we talked about last week, they're kind of a cut above everybody else right now. And I think New Orleans is going to come out and really, you know, off their bye week show, show everybody, you know, like, hey, we're still here. Atlanta is just got to be the most confusing team to me this season. They shouldn't shouldn't be losing these games. I don't they have everything. They have all the parts. They just can't put it together. And I know I'm like a broken record saying this, but I just don't understand why it doesn't work. So unfortunately I don't think it's gonna work here. I think New Orleans comes out, but Lynn will will stick around, but this is Drew Brees' game. It's his season. He's playing at at a superhuman level. He's gonna he, he's got like a seventy seven percent completion rate right now, which is insane. Yeah, his completion rate is insane, and he's thrown a lot of touchdowns, but his overall yardage, you know, I guess it's a testament to the fact that they have a more balanced attack and do more things on the ground maybe than they have in previous years. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I hear him in the discussion for you know, MVP, and I don't really I don't. I don't know if I put him. I mean, I get, I get what people are saying, like, by the numbers. Like, sure, he should be a part of the discussion, but – I mean, when you look at just the actual play on the field, I don't know what he's doing is on par with something that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is doing. Um, it just, the things, he has a lot more help around him. <laughs> it's certainly yeah. that there were people likening it to, you know, Peyton Manning finally getting a running game at the end of his career and John Elway, you know, finally having Terrell Davis at the end of his career. And, you know, he, he sort of really got a real run game now and it just makes you better. It makes you a more well-rounded player and it, it opens him up to the ability to make smarter decisions with the football and not have to be throwing as many passes or playing from behind as much so that he can have a higher completion rate and have these, you know, nicer looking stats. All right, so after the excitement of the three Thanksgiving games, we start off Sunday with uh, the battle for Ohio, the one of the two annual battles oh, for Ohio. H-I-O. This, <laughs> yeah, this one has been a um, be played in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has uh, certainly stunk out the joint the last couple weeks, but against the Browns, I don't see how they can help but get into the back into the win column. I'm guessing you're going to disagree with me here, but I'm going to pick the ginger ninja-led Bengals to beat the Browns here. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I still have Cincinnati winning by a touchdown final score. Bengals 28, Browns 21. Shocker of all shocks. I'm picking the Browns to win this game. I don't know if I picked Cincinnati to win any games this season. No, that's not true. I've picked them once or twice, but not a whole lot. Um, I've got Cleveland winning 23-20. I think they're going to sneak one out. Baker Mayfield has been surprisingly, I don't know if good is the right word, but above average on the road. He's actually playing on the road uh, better than he is at home statistically. Um, and I, I just, 
I think that Cincinnati is a little battered. They're a little down. Cleveland, you know, they're going to come in. I think they could steal one here. Um, Just in case you're curious, the last time you picked Cincinnati (laughs) to win a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back in time here and not finding anything yet. Um, I might not have the, honestly uh, picked them at all this year. No, you actually you did pick them to beat uh, Pittsburgh back in week six. That mm. was the last time you picked them. Mm. That didn't that go great. Didn't go so well. <laughs> Maybe it's better but, for Cincinnati that I'm not picking them. <laughs> well, you've been right the last couple of weeks, and you were right about yeah. Cleveland a couple of times, so we'll see. And uh, also there's the added excitement of uh, the Browns getting to play against uh, Hugh Jackson. Um, Which late. will be interesting. Yes. Oh, Hugh. Uh, pre- yeah. We'll see uh, what happens there, but uh, take all the excitement for the battle for Ohio. Uh, hashtag sarcasm and throw the uh, Jackson rivalry into that and uh, think it's real interesting. Yeah, the Hugh Bowl, that's a good way to put it. Everyone will wake up from their tryptophan coma just in time for this gem. Or (laughs) turducken coma. (laughs) So next up we've got a game that should be a lot more interesting, Carolina hosting Seattle. And Mm. interesting thing here, I think I read that if um, Carolina manages to beat Seattle, then the Rams will be the first team since I think the 1938 Green Bay Packers to clinch a division in an off week. I don't know why they were wow. off um, back then wow. because there certainly weren't buys at that point. So I don't know what the deal was. But, interesting. Uh, interesting. You make a really good point Little, there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe they had the bye week hmm. just for that one season. But, uh, yeah, hmm. I, I don't know what was up with that. Seems but uh, Anyway, so Carolina wins. Rams clinch the NFC West, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, Seattle obviously has a lot to play for here, but uh, I think uh, Carolina at home just a little bit better, so I'll pick them to win 28-24. Well, I don't think this is the week that the Rams are going to clinch the division because I've got Seattle winning 21-20 in a little bit of a dogfight here in Carolina. I think that Seattle's a little hungrier. I think Carolina has definitely been hit by the injury bug. Uh, I think Seattle's going to take this. All right. Um, let's move on to the next game. Uh, this game features two teams that are likely to be vying for a top five uh, draft pick this season. So I'm not sure if you really want to win, quote unquote, this game. But uh, one of these two teams yeah, probably winning is will actually win. losing here. <laughs> yes. So we've got uh, just like tell the Giants. I wish somebody had told the Giants that the last two weeks. But anyway, so we've got uh, San Francisco heading east to uh, play at Tampa Bay. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week on account that uh, neither two of these teams really has a defense and both have passable offenses. So I'm going to go with the Jameis Winston-led Buccaneers to stave off the McMullins the flying Nick Mullins is, I'll go with a final score of Tampa Bay 34, 49ers 31. Listen, CJ Beathard may not be under center here, <laughs> but I'm still taking the 49ers to win this game 27-23. Um, I think, I think there's some good things happening. Obviously I'm very much a devout George Kittle follower here. Granted, I, I still hold out hope that C.J. Beathard's coming back into our lives. I don't think it's going to happen. Nick Mullins is a nice number two. But uh, I just – I the Jameis Winston-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers just don't give me anything to write home about. I don't think it's a good fit. I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick is your long-term answer. I'm just saying he gives you a better chance to win. Uh, but well, he maybe didn't they're just last do... week. Sure he did. Um, but... No, he didn't. I mean, maybe they're going with the college, the college philosophy where they're going to play everybody for a half. I don't know what they're doing, and neither do they. That's the problem. Um, the but I think San Francisco's figured it out. So it'll be all right. I think they should alternate snaps, and they can bring the plays in that way. Run I'm not opposed down to it. To it would make me want to watch play. the game more if that was happening. 
Uh, it would take about six somewhere. hours to play, but it'd be fine. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have any more time to play the game, but uh, unless they, you know, passed on purpose, you know, just to give them an income. Well, even that wouldn't give them more time. I don't know, but yeah, it would be an interesting thought. So moving on, we've I'd got uh, Baltimore hosting a local end in another game featuring a likely um, high draft picking team. That would be the Raiders. Uh, this is, there are not too many games that I think are going to be close this week. Uh, this is not one of those close games. I'm going with Baltimore to win this easily. I'll say final score, Baltimore 30, Oakland 14, with or without Joe Flacco. Yeah, I've got I've got Baltimore winning this 27-17. Uh, Oakland seems to be really good at having wide receivers get hurt and having your coach verbally assault people on the sideline. I just maybe not the best look to be lecturing your quarterback, but wh- what do I know? Um, Oakland seems to not have a whole lot of things figured out. Um, it's things don't seem to be going well. I don't know if they're just waiting to blow this thing up and just go big for Vegas or what their plan is. Um, But the Ravens, despite not doing it in a very flashy fashion, have had a very nice season, even with Joe Flacco not playing. Lamar Jackson, I think, even now having a little film on him, still going to be very dominant. And I I think it's just going to keep getting better for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and Willie Sneed all day. They don't have much film of him throwing the ball because he didn't do that much last week. But, Which is okay. Uh, he doesn't seem to need hopefully. to. <laughs> no, they can't, they can't have him running the ball 27 times a game. I don't care how good a runner he is. He's it's not get the safest plan. He's injured that way. Yeah, no, if they want I, him I mean, I, to also have a matching hip injury, then by all means, keep going. No, I mean, that's just, to me, that's like coaching negligence to or offensive coordinator negligence to have your quarterback, you know, run 27 times in a game. That just, I don't understand the logic behind that at all, no matter how good a runner he is. It's not like he has a bad arm either. Like, he's got a good arm. Let him throw. Yeah, well, this should be a good opportunity for him to do that. If if he he can't throw on this defense, uh, you're doing something wrong. If he's running more than he's throwing this week again, that team is in serious trouble and, uh, yeah. And my prediction for Oakland is that John Gruden will not make the trip to Vegas with them. I think really interesting. I, I don't know what they're going to do with their hundred million dollars, but uh, you know, hopefully for their sake, uh, they didn't uh, guarantee too much of that I hope money. Hope that was incentive but, uh, laden. <laughs> probably not. I don't think coaches' contracts typically are. I think if you want the guy to leave, you have to buy him out, which is. I guess makes mm-hmm. it really unlikely that they would do that it's unless be expensive. they you know, hit on red. But uh, in Vegas, that was a colossal mistake, that hiring. And the sooner they realize that, the better. But we'll see. That's not gone well. Just, I'll say that. I'm just so glad the Giants did. I mean, for all the problems the Giants have right now, at least they didn't hire John Gruden. Yeah. Oof. Can you imagine him and Eli Manning yelling at each other? Or he and Odell Beckham Jr. trying to hash something out? No, thank you. My prediction is uh, John Gruden will be back manning the Corona hotline next season. Tony Which would Romo be fine be because I love Jason Witten, but this Monday Night Tandem is not working for me. Okay. So yep. next up we've got um, my beloved Giants winners of two games in a row against awful teams going up against the defending Super Bowl champions who have been awful themselves the last couple of weeks. Uh, Philadelphia and the Giants uh, at Philly, I, much as I would like to think the Giants keep things rolling, their defense or lack thereof gives me no confidence that they're going to be able to do that. I think this is the week that uh, Carson Wentz, you know, wakes up and shows what he's made of and I'll go with the, Eagles to win this game fairly easily at home. I'll say Eagles 37, Giants 24. And the only saving grace for the Giants is it's a relatively short trip home then. Well, that is nice. Um, I, I have this much closer. I have the Eagles winning 30 to 27. So I think your Giants hang around. Philly's defense is uh, decimated with injuries, to put it mildly. They've got a lot of injuries, a lot to overcome. And like you said, they haven't looked sharp. 
And, you know, the Giants play them tough. They play them tough at home, and I just think that there's a chance the Giants could sneak one out here. I just think Philly will will come through down the stretch, and, you know, they'll they'll still take this win, but Giants are going to make them work for it. I, it in so keeping just, with our tradition of me having more faith in your team than you do, here we are. <laughs> well, but you're still picking against them. But uh, much nicer against them than you are. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's the paranoid <laughs> home hometown person or the home team. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, not optimistic about the Giants' prospects for for this game. I mean, it's maybe the Eagles really aren't that bad. I don't know, but it's just hard for me to imagine that the Giants are a better team than they are at this point, but I guess we'll see. So, I'm not necessarily and, saying and they're a curious. better team overall. I just think they match up well with them. All right, then who do you think is ultimately going to win the NFC East? Just taking a quick uh, detour here. After Alex Smith getting rocked last week, I think probably the Eagles. I think I'm still yeah, sticking with pick. my original prediction of the Eagles winning and the Cowboys being second in this division. I think I would probably reverse the the order for those two, and I think only the winner in that division is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't nobody think else any is making the playoffs. Whoever out of makes it out of the division is, is one and done. I, I don't really feel like they're making a run, regardless of which team it is. It could have. I mean, you never know how they yeah. match up, you know, against another team. You know, it depends who they play, and it's, I guess a fourth seed or third seed, you know, more likely a fourth seed. They'd be playing a wild card. They'd be hosting a wild card team at home the first weekend of the playoffs. Yeah. Then, but uh, either way, I, you know, like you said, it's hard to imagine them getting through either. Los Angeles or New Orleans on the road, but stranger things have happened, but not much. Stranger. This is true. It's just, it would take a lot. Okay. So keeping on with the Meadowlands teams, let's go to the other mm. uh, Meadowlands team that's game. actually playing in the <laughs> Meadowlands uh, yeah. this weekend. And again, the other team that played in the Super Bowl last year, the Patriots uh, traveling to the Jets, Patriots. Jets both uh, coming off a bye week last week, and I think this game's going to turn out pretty much the way you would expect. Patriots win this pretty convincingly. I'll go with the final score of 31-21, and I do not believe the rumors about uh, Tom Brady's uh, supposed demise. No. I'm with you there. Um, the, The Patriots are getting healthy at the right time, which is a little dangerous for everybody else. Uh, sorry to be the Jets with the Patriots coming off a bye week and getting getting their full complement back. So after a week where everyone's saying Tom Brady's not not any good, I wouldn't want to be the Jets' defense. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's under center, Sam Darnold, Josh McCown. It, it's not going to matter. I think New England wins this 31-17, so I've got an even bigger gap than you do. I just I don't think this is a fair fight. I really don't. Next up, we've got uh, Jacksonville traveling on the road to Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen supposedly mm-hmm. back in the saddle this week, which I think uh, makes me want to pick Jacksonville, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Jacksonville <laughs> looked horrible blowing that game last week against the Steelers. You know, they had it. You know, I was so excited. A- Things were going great, and then they're like, thanks, we're all set. Three quarters is all we'd like to play today. Yeah, God. and I think they could still punch out early this week and uh, and and win this game. I think the Bills are, you know, you know Matt Barkley Lackluster at best? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're – I mean, how they beat the Jets by as much as they did or how they beat the Vikings by as much as they did is beyond me. But I think I that Jacksonville gets back in the win column finally this week. I'll go with uh, Jacksonville <clears> by a field goal. Final score, uh, Jaguars 24, Bills 21. You're more optimistic about uh, the Josh Allen experience than I am, actually. I have the Jaguars winning 24-16. Uh, I am 
not thrilled with what Buffalo's putting out on the field right now. Jacksonville needs to bounce back. If you can't beat the Bills, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, like you said, there have been some blips on the radar this season, and there have been teams that have lost to the Bills in horrifying fashion, but the Jaguars are not going to be one of those. Unfortunately, they're going to start winning games now that it sort of doesn't matter because they've lost so many. Yeah, and by the way, for the record, the 24 points I think Jacksonville's going to score, that's going to come on uh, 12 safeties of Josh Allen. <laughs> a very ambitious prediction. <laughs> a little bit. So what you're saying is uh, everybody should start the Jacksonville defense this week. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Even though they were only number seven on my list. Yeah, that would be... But yeah, they, they were would number rack one up in a lot your of points heart, where it really that. matters. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right. Um, next up, we've got the Chargers hosting their second game in a row this week against Arizona. Don't know what happened last week. They blew the lead against the Broncos yeah. and ended up losing a game they should have won. But I don't think it'll happen Another again. Weird one. I think that was probably the wake-up call that they needed, that they can't just you know, even though they're likely a wild card team, they can't just sleepwalk it's into the playoffs. It's not December yet, guys. Come on. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, the Chargers to more than double up on the Cardinals. I'm going with the final score here of the Chargers 35 and Cardinals 17. Okay. I, I had 33 to 20. So we're we're right in the same ballpark. I just I, The Chargers are a significantly better team than the Cardinals. Um, again, they just something weird happened last week. They had no business losing that game, but they managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in true Charger fashion. But this week they'll bounce back. You'll get your fantasy points. All will be right in the world again, uh, unless of course you're the Cardinals. Then things not so great. Yeah, they're definitely looking at the top five draft pick. Probably mm-hmm. the tenth team I've said that about. But uh, part yeah, of that. yeah, your top five is very uh, crowded. <laughs> yes. So next up, we've got, um, yeah, it's got the three New York teams in it. It's got Oakland in mm-hmm. it. It's got Cleveland in it. It's got Arizona in it. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty crowded. It, uh, it's probably certainly, certainly piling up. Bit. It's a bit of a traffic jam. Yeah. So next up, we've got the Frank Gore Bowl. We've got uh, Miami, yeah. Frank Gore's current team on the road at Indianapolis, uh, Frank Gore's old team. I have to admit, I'm surprised by uh, how well, Andrew Luck has uh, played all those concerns that uh, his I was reading healthy. earlier in the Who season about thought? his shoulder. It yeah. seems that uh, he's just he's just fine, thank you very much. And T.Y. Hilton is healthy now and grabbing touchdown passes left and right, which makes me happy. Pretty fired up about it. Yeah, the only thing that surprised me a little bit last week was uh, Eric Ebron not even being targeted once. So that was a little bit of a surprise and a disappointment to me since I started him on a couple of teams. But uh, um, that aside, I think Indianapolis will win this game in what uh, qualifies for for at least Miami as a shootout. I'll go with a final score of Indianapolis 31 and uh, the Dolphins 24. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I have Indy winning 31-21. So again, we're weirdly enough very much on, on point with our scores this week. Except for the little blip in the middle there where we went off, I went off the rails mostly if we're going to put any blame on anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, the Miami defense is better than people think, but it's still Andrew Luck. And I, Ryan Tannehill coming back is a good thing, but their wide receiver core is very banged up. And it's been a few weeks. I'm not sure if there's going to be a little rust there. Um, Indy's defense is certainly not something that's going to put a lot of fear in you, but I just think that it's more – Miami not able to capitalize or making some more errors and Andrew Luck very much being able to capitalize. So I'm happy to see Andrew Luck actually looking like Andrew Luck. It's been a a refreshing change. Okay, so um, we can be thankful for that on this Thanksgiving Eve. Um, Next game up, we've got Pittsburgh traveling to Denver. We'll see if Denver has any momentum coming off of their uh, upset road victory last week against the Chargers. Pittsburgh had to you know, hang, to fight for dear life to mm-hmm. win a road game against Jacksonville last week. So they're on the road for the second week in a row. And I just think Pittsburgh is the better team here, so I'm going to pick them. 
think it'll be a close game, but the Steelers find a way to eke this out. I'll go with final score of uh, Pittsburgh 27, Denver 24. Okay, again, very similar. I have Pittsburgh winning 24-21. I think that this is going to be a bit of a defensive battle. They're playing in Denver, which certainly gives the Broncos a bit of an advantage, mile high, that whole thing. Um, And Pittsburgh got a scare last week. I think they they come out trying to prove something here, but Denver, you know, they're quietly, you know, they're hanging around. They're not getting as blown out as they should. They're still somewhat relevant um, and I think that being at home, late game on Sunday, they've got a little mojo. They'll hang around. Pittsburgh, again, going to get a scare, but I think they'll find a way. I just think their offense is, is able to overpower. Even even going against a tough defense all day, I think they'll be able to scratch their way to a win. Can I add Denver to my list of uh, teams with the top five draft picks? Yeah, why not? Here? Why not? Okay. <laughs> all right. Count on count would be up The nice thing is, at this rate, the Cowboys are picking at seven in the draft, regardless of where they finish. Yeah. In my draft, yeah, my mock draft. (laughs) 20 teams have a pick in the top five, and Cowboys are picking seven. Yeah, it's going to be tough when they can only divide five players amongst all those teams. Bye weeks are going to be very crucial. (laughs) We'll be auctioning off limbs. Yeah, actually, I like that idea better. So... Build right. your own player. Um, yeah. So next up, we've got the Sunday night game, the Packers traveling on the road to Minnesota. And I know we're going to pick this one differently because I'm picking the Vikings to bounce back and, from the disaster in Chicago. I'll go with the Vikings to win by a field goal here. Final score, uh, Minnesota 30, Green Bay 27. Well, shocker, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers (laughs) the Packers to win this game, 27-24. Minnesota a little banged up, and obviously they're not the Minnesota of last year. Packers obviously also a little banged up, but, you know, they seem to turn it on in prime time, even going into Minnesota. I I think they'll find a way. I think Aaron Rodgers is the guy I want holding the ball with two minutes left on the clock and the game on the line. Okay, and then finally we've got the Monday night game which promises to be uh, not a very good game at least from my perspective and that's uh, Tennessee on the road against Houston I know you're not as big a Houston fan as I seem to be but I think Houston doubles up on this and I'll go with a final score of, of Houston 34 Tennessee 17 it just, uh, just a little sidebar, but it really felt like such a joke that during that Chiefs Rams game, they kept trying to pump up a Houston and Tennessee Monday night football matchup for the coming weeks. Like, oh, yeah, we got another great game coming. It's like, are you, you really think anyone's going to buy this? in the middle of one of the greatest games that you could be watching that like even casual fans were fired up the next day about and you're trying to sell me on how great the Tennessee and Texas matches Monday night yeah oh if you loved this then tune in next week for a real real matchup of a powerhouse team it's like come on yeah yeah, those, exactly. It's just, just yeah. like it just felt like a joke. Um, unfortunately, Watts it's Blaine not. Gabbert and, lead the Tennessee Titans up against yeah. Sean Watson. Did you see what the work they did this week? Like, oh god. Yeah, actually, here's here's an interesting tidbit. I my combined my score for that game: Houston thirty-four, Tennessee seventeen. You combine those yeah. two points, and that's how much the losing team scored this past Monday night. Jeez, yeah. I mean, how do you predict to break 100? That just seems absurd. And then watching yeah. it, it's like, well, it's, it was a given. It was like, yeah, we're going to see 100 points, no problem. It was just, it, that game was outrageous. And then we're going to see the complete opposite of that this week. Um, I've got Houston reluctantly winning this 21-17 just because they have a, a moderately healthy quarterback. But I, I might want to maybe just watch last week's game again instead of watching this one. <laughs> Or we could only wish for a about. Super Bowl that was that back and forth and that Whew, exciting. That you know, it, it did look more like arena football than uh, NFL yeah, football. Yeah, it felt like playing but, Madden, uh, not so much watching real football. But, hey, those fantasy yeah. points were very real. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people yeah. I played last week 
had those guys and not me. Um, but if you want to make some money in your daily fantasy picks this week, uh, a couple of good teams to stack, uh, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, Eagles, Colts, and the Ravens, all good values there. At quarterback, if you're looking to save a little scratch, Carson Wentz, Colt McCoy, Lamar Miller, Nick Mullins, and Phillip Rivers, all good options. At running back, Peyton Barber, Josh Adams, Elijah McGuire, and Nick Chubb. At wide receiver, I'm liking Doug Baldwin, Marcel Aitman in Oakland. Like I said, not a lot of healthy bodies there. DJ Moore in Carolina, Adam Humphreys, Willie Sneed, and Tyler Boyd. And at tight end, David Njoku, Cameron Brait, Jack Doyle, and George Kittle. Defensively, I like the Chargers, the Jaguars, and the 49ers. And that brings us to the end of our Week 12 predictions. We'll be back with you next week, 9 o'clock on Wednesday night, as we are every week for a full hour. Find us all over social media. We're at the number 4 THN Inches Show on Twitter, as well as Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Of course, we're around if you've lined up questions or you just want to talk football or shame us for our predictions, whatever floats your boat, we are available. And like I said, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving and good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us. Happy Thanksgiving, Jenna, and happy Thanksgiving to our audience. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.